0: welcome to this is us podcast i'm your host thomas hansen and my wife and i have the honor of serving alongside an amazing team as lead pastors of hillsong church in denmark and malmo this podcast is a collection of short episodes regarding life leadership and culture if you haven't done so already please click follow and subscribe and as always if you find this to be valuable feel free to share it with others Well, the red light is shining, which means we are back at This Is Us podcast, and it is great to have you here. And uh, this one is going to be a short one, but I wanted just to take a few minutes to talk about uh, something that affects all of us, and that is how to have a meeting, how to have a catch-up. I'm not really talking about meetings with a team or a group of people. That could be another episode but how to have a one-on-one or maybe 2 and 2 if you're catching up as a couple with people in your team or in your church. A few thoughts before we uh, get into the practical. This is a super practical episode, and um, I'm kind of just hoping this could be one of those tools where you can listen to it before you have the next meeting, that you can just save it in your phone, send it to someone that's about to have a meeting, just so that you just refresh yourself on how to have a best meeting with the best possible outcome. But just a few thoughts before we get to the practical elements. Um, These are just a few, I guess, quotes that um, makes us realize the meetings are unavoidable. And the first one is that leadership is just a string of awkward conversations. Leadership is just a string of awkward conversations conversations man we try to avoid the awkward conversations but to be honest you got to address the elephant in the room and if you want to be a leader and if you are a leader you cannot avoid confronting the elephant in the room or talk about different things and if you just remember the heart behind it the motivation behind a meeting a conversation we don't confront um the elephant in the room or the lack of character or the lack of some something in a person's leadership to try and hurt the person. We're actually trying to help the person. And you help them by bringing it out in the light and trying together to find a way forward. Another quote that I heard a few weeks ago was "The leadership is about disappointing people at a rate that they can handle. Leadership is about disappointing people at a rate they can handle. That one just, it sounds so harsh and it sounds so, um, I guess, disappointing to be honest. Um, but that is, that is really, you know, because we're constantly dealing with managing people's expectation constantly and learning to say no while, you know, we always want to say yes, yes, yes. And we always want to please and we always want to make sure everyone likes us. But to be honest, leadership is also about saying no. It's taking a hundred ideas and saying yes to two. It is um, taking a budget and cutting 90% away. It, you know, all those things. And so it's disappointing people at a rate they can handle. And just remember that what you don't confront, you condone. And so if we allow something to constantly be in our team, be in our culture, be in our organization, business, or church, and we're not confronting it, what we are telling in a passive way to everyone else is that this is okay. It is okay to talk like that. It's okay to act like that. It's okay not to do that. Whatever it might be, we're condoning it and we're making an example of it and it will only spread. And so that, that awkward conversation that you are pushing out and saying, oh, I don't want to have it. I'm not very good at it, whatever. Um, you might you know, stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and hope it goes away. It will not go away. If anything, it will multiply and it will become a bigger issue. And the easiest time to get rid of an elephant is when it's little. The bigger it gets, the harder it will be to get rid of it. In the end, it could cause serious damage and you might need to get professionals in to come and deal with it. Where well, while it's small, you can quickly deal with it. Now, some people say that, you know, like, oh, but you like having confronting conversations. You're good at having... Conf- I don't like having a confronting conversations. I really don't. Um, some people reckon that that's something I enjoy. I definitely don't enjoy it. I do think I've had enough of them that it doesn't make me as uncomfortable as they used to do. Um, I don't lie sleepless before or after. Um, and part of the reason for that is because I've learned over the years that crisis brings clarity. So when you have a crisis, um, you know, like it when it blows up or when it gets into the light it's messy, it's, it's, it's filthy, it's, it's, you cannot really see your way through it in the beginning. But once the dust settles, there is clarity. Uh, for better and for worse, you, you know, you kind of see where everyone's at, you see what we have and what we don't have. So sometimes that crisis is needed. And so this is just some real practical things. And I might have missed a bunch of ideas and bunch of thoughts. And so, you know, for that, let me, You know, I apologize, but um, these are just some of the things that I look at and I think about before stepping into a meeting and that some of these are pet peeves as well, like just things that are so frustrating um, that I see happening, things that I've done, things that I see other people do and um, I hope this helps you. So let's get into it. This is just a list of practical things that you can use as a checklist and just to think through, think over before your next meeting. If you're about to go into a meeting, first and foremost, just ask yourself, are you the right person to have that meeting? You know, who needs to be in that meeting? Often we have one meeting and realize there should have been someone else in the meeting. Um, You know, we're talking about something where if we had just brought the third party in or a fourth party in or a second party in, if we brought those people in, we didn't need to have three or four meetings. We could have dealt with the whole thing in one meeting. Or maybe if because that other person is not there everything becomes hearsay. So before you even have the meeting, ask yourself, is this meeting even necessary? Are you the right person to have the meeting? Or are you just having it because maybe you're the pastor, you're the leader? And often people think that that's the person they want to speak with. But maybe me as the lead pastor or you as the leader, maybe you don't have enough information at hand to even have that meeting. So ask yourself, is this meeting necessary? If it is necessary, who are the people that actually needs to be in the meeting? Who are the participants? And then once you've d- decided, like th- this is this is a meeting that's needed to have, then give yourself time to prepare for it. You know, if you know there is a serious meeting that needs to be had, um, you know, and we're talking meetings, we're talking pastoral catch-ups, we're talking about sitting down with a team member, you know, give yourself time to prepare for that meeting. If you're just rushing from meeting to meeting, you know, when you, when you set your calendar, if in your calendar you're having a meeting from 11 to 12, And you're setting another meeting from 12 to 1, that's not serious. There is someone there that is not being um, properly prioritized. So give yourself time to prepare. You know, that preparation includes everything from praying about the meeting. And I'm serious about that. You know, God's grace is God's help. And so it's actually praying and giving space for God's grace. So just saying, hey, God, could you just be part of this conversation, leading it, guiding it, Holy Spirit inviting Him to be part of that conversation? You know, preparing for the meeting will also help with your confidence. Nothing worse than stepping into a meeting and just feeling underprepared. You know, you don't have all the facts. You haven't thought it all through. Um, you might you might not have read the emails or the text properly that, you know, led to the meeting. Just um, give yourself time to prepare. I try and ask um, anyone that I meet with. Um, I used to have a PA. and When I had a PA, we, um, we always had the agreement that whenever we set a meeting, Just to ask what the meeting was about and that's not to you know like oh i need to know everything but it's so that i can prepare so that i'm not wasting their time and they're not wasting my time um because otherwise you sit in a meeting and they're like oh i want to talk about this and you're like oh if only i knew i would have thought about this i would have brought this i would have you know whatever it might have been and so all you're doing is that suddenly this might need to be another meeting in a few weeks time so you know it helps with the confidence um and I will say I've said this in another episode, but confidence is not something anyone can take from you. That's something you throw away. The Bible says, "Do not throw away your confidence, um, because in it is great reward." So don't throw away your confidence. It doesn't matter who you're about to meet with. You don't need to be intimidated. Uh, you don't need to be nervous. That person is not more valuable than you. That person is not more important than you. You have the same value, the same importance, no matter the role, no matter the bank accounts, no matter the experience, you're both bought by the blood of Jesus. And I know that sounds heavy, but it's just important to remind her when you walk into whatever room. And um, that time to prepare also gives you opportunity to speak with someone. If you need to just to get some consultation, you know, it might be if it's a pastoral care chat, you might want to talk to a professional, you know, a psychologist, a therapist, and go, "Hey, I've got this situation," and obviously, you want to keep people's confidentiality. But you know, I've got this situation, and I need to talk. Well, how would you go about this? You know, there's no reason to you know invent the the wheel once once again. And so, just make sure that you have counselors that can help you as well. When you actually get to the meeting, choose your venue. Choose the venue carefully. Um, depending on the or depending on the meeting you're gonna have, you know, you might want to meet in a cafe to make it a bit more casual. You might meet in in a boardroom if it's a bit more of a board, you know, business like meeting. You might want to have the meeting while you're walking, you know, like so. Just consider what is the the nature of the meeting, and um, it's because that says something. If you if someone says, "Hey, can I catch up with you?" If that just becomes, a, "Oh yeah, walk with me." You know, like how much effort, how much priority are you actually giving this? How much value are you adding to this? Where if you said to someone, "Oh, we should have dinner and talk about that," you know, so choose the venue. Um, you know, even when it comes to the to the venue, and you're looking at the room, like be real practical about it. Like if you need to book the room, make sure it's booked. Make sure no one's walking in at the end. Make sure you're not being, dis- you know, no one's disturbing you. You know, like that. People know, hey, I'm having a meeting right now. Please don't come and disturb us. Is the temperature right? Is it too cold? Is it too hot? Is it soundproof? If we're having a meeting, but everyone down the hallway can hear us, you know, is that the right place to meet, depending on what you're meeting about? So just consider consider the venue. It might be at home, but then you're going to, you, again, you got to consider have you got kids? You know, like, will they hear? Will they disturb? You know, where could this go, this meeting? You know, where can, where, what do we need to talk about? Is the information this sensitive? All that stuff. And then just make a clear agenda. What are we actually trying to achieve here? What What is it that we want to talk? And communicate that agenda. Sometimes you want to communicate that before, depending again on the nature. And I've said that already five times in this episode. But the disclaimer in all of this, or the, the thing that needs to be said, is that the nature of the meeting determines a lot of this stuff. If we're just having a catch-up, you know, that is a hey, walk with me, let's talk. Hey, I'm gonna take the dog for a walk. Do you wanna come? You know, um, let's go to the movies and we'll we'll chat beforehand. You know, like whatever. I'd like so if it's just that, if it obviously escalates to, you know, no, we actually need to have a business meeting or hey, we're gonna have a budget meeting, whatever it might be, you know, the nature of that on the agenda of it will determine a lot of these things. But, you know, the agenda, the heart behind it. Just explain your heart. Take, take a moment in the beginning to explain what is your heart behind this catch-up. And then the time allocated. How much time have you actually given to it? I think it's important to say in the start of a meeting, um, especially a meeting meeting, um, how much time there is. That way people understand that they've got to be disciplined in the way they talk. They can't just waffle on if that's uh, what's not needed, that there is a back end and then stick to that. You know, sometimes people want to meet and just blow off steam and that's fine. But if you don't, if you're not careful, your time can also be taken hostage. And so, you know, just have a back end and say, yep, we go one hour at the end of one hour. If this is still not um, reconciled, then we can, we can have another meeting, Uh, but allocate the the necessary, necessary time. Think through um, practical things, refreshments, coffee, water, you know, what kind of water, what kind of coffee? Again, it just shows value. It shows you thought things through. Um, If it's a pastoral chat, more of a counseling chat where you're talking about potential sensitive issues, um, you know what? Even something as simple as having tissues available is a good idea. Um, You might be sitting with someone where suddenly, you know, tears or whatever else becomes a distraction to them. They feel maybe not very confident because now, you know, they got things running out of their face and they're like, oh man, like if only just little things that way you don't have to leave the room to get tissues or water or whatever. Again, it just shows that you've thought it through. When you get into the room um, and you have the meeting, where do you sit? Um, I was reading a, a study once that basically said that there is a much higher chance of a confrontation in a meeting if you sit across, sit across from each other than if you sit next to each other. Because it says something, psychologically it says something, whether you're on my side or we are opposing factors. So where do you sit in the meeting? Do you take the high chair? Do you take the chair at the end of the table? Do you sit next to each other? Do you sit in a cafe next to each other? Where do you sit? Um, it's It says something. Distractions. Just remove distractions. If you're going to meet in a cafe, uh, depending on your personality, depending on their personality, it might not be the best. Now the distraction might be... A invited distraction, an ad break, if you will, in the middle of a conversation. Um, But just be aware of distractions. In the meeting, just ask questions. Please just ask questions. And there is an old saying that is so true and that is seek to understand before being understood. Seek to understand before being understood. And that's just ask questions. They're saying something, repeat it to them. Affirm it and repeat it. So what you're saying is, it gives them a chance to hear what they actually said. I don't know if you've ever said something and then afterwards said, no, that's not what I meant. And it's like, yeah, but that's what you said. And so it's so easy to assume just because I said it is what they heard, but they are also hearing through filters, just like you're talking through filters. So just, you know, ask questions. Or, and if you don't feel like the other person is listening, you could even ask them, hey, could you, just, could you tell me what you just heard? What, what are you hearing me saying? So ask questions, answer questions. If people have legit questions to you, make sure you're taking the time to answer rather than just getting things across. Depending on the meeting, as of course, I would encourage you to be taking notes. Again, it just shows value. It just shows that you're there um, to help, you're there to serve. And I would recommend taking notes on a piece of paper uh, or a notebook Anything to do with electronics, um, it just easily becomes again a distraction, and you know notifications popping up. You just you want to just show I'm here for you. This is this is your time. You know if you're in a meeting with someone, but you are messaging someone else, or you're looking at something else, it, it, it would it would be the same as if someone just walked into the room, because that's what ha- what's happening just digitally. So just take notes on paper, and concerning your phone, turn it off or face down okay no buzzing no flashing no lighting just turn it off or put it face down just like you would for dinner preferably i hope you do phones off or face down away from the table you don't need it this is someone else's time it's not your time it's someone else's time and i'm gonna say this one because i've seen this in a lot of my meetings and i've seen it again and again and so i'm gonna say it um, And that is smartwatches turned off. You know, turn those notifications off. You're not checking the time. We know what you're doing. You're reading a message. And most people think that they can multitask. Most people cannot. And even if you can, what it's telling me is that your watch is more important than me. Now, if you generally need to be watching your phone because of a message from a, maybe there's a child that needs to be, you know, that's on their way home from school and you just, you, you're you you waiting for a message from them, then let the person know. Just let them know, hey, I'm just checking my phone because my daughter, my son, is coming home from school within the next 20 minutes and I just want to make sure they're fine. And I told them that I would just say, okay, now if you say that to me, that's fine. I know what you're doing now. And then once you get that message, let them know they're home now. Turn it off. Do you get what I'm saying? So just make sure um, that you remove the things that are sh- that are showing that you devaluing the conversation basically. Eye contact, just have eye contact. Look at the person. um You know, so much of what we say, and there is a you know a billion different percentages that's added to this. But when it comes to body language, you know, just 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 keep eye contact. You know, it's the windows to the soul. You you see what's going on. You you. S- you see how they're responding. You see, are they angry? Are they frustrated? Are they happy? You know what, what's actually going on. A um. In terms of setting the tone for the meeting, one of the things we have, um, I've been doing the last few meetings I've had is that I've read this scripture, uh, from James one nineteen and twenty. And again, depending on the the meeting, I um, I just I would recommend you not only to to read this for yourself but also maybe it's appropriate even to to read it out loud um, which i've done in the last few meetings um it's in james 1 19 20 which says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that god desires it says quick to listen it's the whole seek to understand before being understood actually listen to what's being said Slow to speak, you know. Most of us, when we when we're in a conversation, we are listening, but we're not listening what's being said. We're listening because we're waiting for our opportunity to speak. And if we were just a bit slower to speak, you know, the Bible says, "Where there's many words, there is sin. Sin is present wherever there's many words." Um, and so it's it's just just be slow slow to speak. Sometimes you don't need to speak. Okay, Even that, that long thing that you prepared, sometimes it's better you didn't say it. And so just be slow to speak and then slow to become angry. And obviously there's a, there's a temp, you know, temper question here of, of you and and whoever you're meeting with. But slow to anger doesn't mean you're not allowed to be anger. There is, the, the Bible says, be angry but do not sin. There is righteous anger. You can be angry about certain things. You can draw a line and say, nope, that, I'm not okay with that um i remember meeting with someone i generally thought it was going to be just a a quick nice meeting and it was in the foyer between services at church this is a few years ago now and uh, it turns out that the person for 20 minutes just stood and uh, berated me and belittled me in a very inappropriate way and uh, just talked really really down uh, to, towards me and to me and everything i stood for and our church um which you know it's a great happy feeling in between services and um, in the end, like he started crossing some lines, some personal lines. And I was just like, hey, you got to stop now. And first and foremost, you've just wasted 20 minutes of my life. And uh, you've crossed some lines here. And now I was slow to being angry, but I did become angry. And I do think that there is a righteous anger. But the Bible encourages us be slow, slow to anger. Now, in the meeting, just recognize everyone's personalities. Now, we, um, in our team, we use the Enneagram. A lot, and while we don't want to identify people by their number, it still gives us some indication of what people are like. And for example, if you're an Enneagram Nine, which is a peacemaker, you know you are slow to speak, you don't like confrontation, you draw into a shell often, and um, and often they they need 24 hours to think about their response, and that's okay. It's not better or worse than anyone else. Um, the eights, you can guess which one I am, eights, um, which likes the confrontation or or seeks the confrontation, not, not necessarily like it, but, you know, might seek it out. Um, you know, we, we, I said we, we speak straight away, you know, like as I think it, you say it. And so both of them have dangers, but it's just, I've got to recognize that if I'm sitting with a, someone that is, that is leaning towards a Enneagram nine personality, I might speak today, but they don't have an answer till tomorrow. So what do I do? Well, that might mean that if I know I'm meeting with someone that has that kind of personality, it might mean that in before the meeting that I prep the person and say, Hey, when we meet, I really want to talk about A, B, C, and D. I really want you to think through this, 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 and this. I have heard dung 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 dung. You said dung 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 dung. You know, like, and I want you to be thinking about that. So they come to the meeting already thinking all these things through because if you throw all that on their plate in the meeting, you're not going to get the response you want. Because while your plates are spinning and your wheels are turning, they are still thinking about it and they might not have landed on any response till a week from now. And so just recognize people's personality. Recognize your own personality. If you are like me, loud and boisterous. I might need to turn myself down a bit. You know, we're here to serve. We're here to servant leadership. It's, you know, it's not about, you know, humility and servanthood. It's not about thinking less of yourself. It's just about thinking more about others. So it's turning my personality down. It's turning my frame down, if you will. I've often said in our church that because I'm six foot three, so when the service is done and I'm in between services, people will come down and talk to me. And most people that I speak with are shorter than me. On top of that, I'm loud. Um, I, you know, just I'm just a big human being. And so between services, what I'll do is I'll sit on the stage, or I'll sit on a chair when I'm speaking with someone, or I'll, I'll, you know, kind of lean over. And the whole idea is to get an eye height or get under people's eye height, so that I'm not towering over someone. Because with your title, with your position, with your personality, with your voice and the volume, and you know, it just it can become so intimidating. And so, just recognize people's personalities, their frame, their voice, the volume, and just um, make sure that it fits the situation. Um, affirm, repeat what's being said, so you know, and then finish with a conclusion. Don't leave things, um, don't leave things hanging. Now, if there are things that you can't conclude on, then conclude that. Just go, obviously, we haven't concluded, we haven't landed this, this is going to be an ongoing conversation, but make a plan. You know, finish it up and don't promise something that you can't keep. You know, like, land it somewhere, say what you mean, mean what you say, but don't, don't, like, go, yeah, this is great, let's catch up about this every week for the rest of our lives. You know, like, that's not going to happen. You know, so finish with a conclusion where you can go each to yours But having meetings, being able to have the conversations, um, and you know, it's so important. And that thing that you keep putting off, that that uncomfortable, awkward thing that you're afraid to confront, can I just say the best time to have an awkward conversation is as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Don't let it sneak into the relationships. And the best time to bring it up in the meeting is just talk about it just say so we need to talk about boom and just get it into the light just straight away because if you keep beating around the bush what you're going to do is that that time you would allocated you're going to talk about everything that's nice to talk about how's the kids are oh, great how's that how's that how's that suddenly you realize oh there's only 15 minutes left of the meeting and you realize you wasted 45 minutes trying to avoid this conversation you're having the meeting make the most of it in the beginning, you can go, hey, how are you? You know, why are you ordering the coffee? Why are you getting set up? How are the kids? Great. Setting the chairs, whatever you're doing, and then go, all right, let's talk about it. Now, if you finish it quicker than you thought, great. Now you've got time to finish on a really pleasant note and go, hey, let's, you know, how are the kids? And now you can talk about the family and the weather and the sport and all the rest of it. And maybe even just finishing with a prayer, you know, and that's not just a religious sign off. It's it's genuine. We Christians, it's generally what we believe that God is interested in. So I hope this helps. It's just a few tools for conversations that you might be having. So why don't you have a think about the next meeting? Have a think about it and go through these as a checklist and just go, is there anything in this that I can use? Is there anything I haven't thought about? And uh, let's really believe to have productive meetings that are going to help people and really take relationships forward. They're going to reconcile people and restore relationships where maybe there has been some disunity so love you guys and hope this helped thank you thank you for listening to this is us podcast whether you listen to them as an individual or as a team we hope that they add value to you make sure to click follow or subscribe so you don't miss any episodes thank you for joining us we are who we are this is us